Hello, I'm Pete Peterson. This is episode 35 of the Rabbit Room Podcast, part two. Part one was an was a Hutchmoot session entitled Recovery Through Song that was led by Andrew Osinga, Jason Gray, and Eric Peters. And it actually ran over two hours long during Hutchmoot. We got the whole thing recorded, but it went a little bit too long for a Rabbit Room podcast, so part one was an edited version. But we did want to include a lot of this extra material because it's content that's well worth listening to. So we've edited it together here in what we're calling part two. So here is Jason Gray, Andrew Asinga, and Eric Peters with Recovery Through Song. Are we opening it up to questions now? Or? Yeah. Yeah, I, I know that I, I definitely want to be sensitive yeah. to you guys if you have questions. And I, I don't know if you're tracking with us. There's a couple things I want to talk about because I work, worked really hard preparing some notes. Um, <laughs> But like Andy, you 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 kind of touched on it, uh, empathy, uh, and exercising empathy. I think, um, or maybe you didn't touch on it, and I wanted you to touch on it. But um, you, you, you get as much wisdom out of my randomness. As well, like. no, I think it, uh, it make it sound better. It's something that I I really uh, it's as as sort of a, a, a I hate the word tool, but a, a method of writing for me is to sort of. Uh, exercise empathy because in normal life I'm terrible at it uh, but in songwriting I feel like I have a uh, some ability at it and just sort of to put myself in other people's shoes and to imagine you know as a writer as a songwriter what uh, to try to uh, imagine what somebody's experiencing or or an inanimate object like a bicycle um, or rabbits um, but um, and uh I think to sorry I'm going to read because I I'm not good on the on the wing on the on my feet uh, it, to uh, to put myself uh, into somebody else's place is to imagine or to attempt to recreate their feelings their emotions aches and the joys um, uh, and I, I think by doing so uh, by putting myself in their place it sort of frees me uh, to voice my own wishes and my own hopes. Uh, and perhaps uh, from my own uh, despair, my own brokenness, um, it allows me to relate to other people and hopefully, uh, you know, to make their story my own story and maybe vice versa. That uh, Some of my story uh, that you uh, say me too, you know. Um, um, and it allows, you know, the, this freedom allows me to resonate with somebody whose own anger. I deal with anger a lot in my life. Um, uh, a lot of that sort of baggage just kind of follows me everywhere I go. Um, but to allow the, uh, their own anger, uh, their own disbelief or unbelief um, is not unlike my own. Um, and uh, that those raw emotions, I guess, are, are not all that far-fetched. Uh, and that I'm not uh, a complete oddity, you know, not a w- complete weirdo, al- although I may be. Um, um, <laughs> and I think, you know, as songwriters, I think uh, sort of the wearing your heart on your sleeve, uh, for me, one of the greatest fears, like putting a song like Voices out there uh, on uh, the uh, on this darker record uh, called Chrome that I put out in 
09, I put a song in there called I Had to Tell You, which was the retelling, uh, just sort of this very angry song, a retelling of my buddy story who, uh, who had a successful carpentry business. And then he just saw it all just crumble out from under him. He lost everything, had lost his house, his business, all his employees. And just to hear him, this preacher's kid, um, who loved the Lord, um, just, uh, just to basically, you know, uh, uh, point his middle finger at God and tell him to do something. Um, and gosh, I, you know, and it didn't offend me at all because I saw myself in that, in my friend's spot, just dealing with anger in those moments where you just don't, we don't know, you know, where's the end of this and, and why, you know, uh, and just to express uh, empathy and use the gifts that I have just to sort of retell his story because I'm right there with him, you know, and I know what that, that raw, uh, sort of that raw venom is like. Um, and that I fear that the fear in doing that is that, uh, nobody's going to like me, <laughs> you know, nobody's going to no people that hear this, uh, will think I've gone off the deep end and that, uh, you know, uh, that they, uh, you know, that's the fear. This is Oz, where are you? We need you to get that. Um, um, and you know, a couple of years ago, I mentioned this really dark time and, um, and I want to mention this verse, and I normally don't mention verses, those of you who know me uh, pretty well, because I, I don't know. I just have a terrible, I have a terrible memory. Uh, my friends call me Pappy. Some of you know that, because I have an awful memory. But um, my wife, um, in going through this really dark time, I'm sorry to hog this. Um, my, um, my wife, who uh, is amazing, uh, in this time where I was thinking... Um, <clears throat> my life doesn't matter. She wrote this verse on a card uh, to help me get through the summer. And um, it was Psalm 139, verses 11 through 12. Some of you guys probably know this by heart. But man, it just was pivotal in my life at that, at that moment. And, uh, it's Surely the darkness will hide me and the light will become night around me. Even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for the darkness is as light to you. And um, talking about uh, finding hope in the you know these dark places, uh, and that was a, a, if we can find hope there, uh, then we can have it anywhere. And so that was a, a key key verse for me, and still is. Um, can I keep talking, or am I, I don't? I've, I'm sorry. Um, I th- the thera- writing for me is therapy. I don't know if these guys would say that um, because it's uh, it's just this exercising, uh, exorcising perhaps uh, of you know these voices, these devils, you know, on my left shoulder or my right or whatever you wrote. Um, just you know, just these, um, just to talk, uh, and it's a, com- a communication is key and sort of, and, and it's a process of. Uh, a creative release, you know, a releasing of the anger that I carry around, releasing of the sorrow, uh, and maybe, uh, unmet hopes, you know, and dreams that I had for my career or whatever it may be and the grief. Uh, so it's very writing for me is, is catharsis. It's very necessary. Um, and so, um, 
But I think also, uh, you know, writing is one aspect of the story, and I don't know if these guys feel the same way, but uh, writing is one part of it. But for me, uh, I'm a performing songwriter, and I have to be uh, playing these songs live in front of people. Um, because that's another huge part of the equation because I feel like in that moment when I'm singing these songs that uh, I, I've, I've been able to write, um, it, sort, is, is that it's a return to myself, I, a sort of a, a recentering. And I don't want to get all new agey on you, but um, I feel like, you know, it's... Um, Sort of this, this is who I am. I know who I am when I'm doing this. Uh, and it's uh, sort of a foregoing uh, and a release and a venting um, of the anger uh, and the, maybe the grief and the despair and the, you know, wondering why, what am I doing with my life? Trying to pretend that I'm a songwriter living in Nashville, Tennessee with all these great songwriters. Um, and so for me, like the, pro- the playing of these songs is so necessary, uh, a necessary part of the, the whole equation, uh, because I just feel like, man, I'm, this is who I am. This is who God made me to be, and I absolutely love it. And there's a Beekner quote. You probably know the quote where the world's... Because I was just thinking, oh, he should say the Beekner Yes, I don't know. Uh, it. Our, uh, our vocation, the place that we are called to... Is where yeah. our deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. Can you say and that again? Because the, the place that God calls us to is where our deep joy and the world's deep hunger meet. Ugh. Yeah. Thank you for helping me. Yeah. Thanks for feeding that. That's a good one. Um, I think songwriting is... Uh, an act of asking questions for me, uh, for me asking questions, uh, is sort of an act of lamp lighting, uh, like talking about going into the, these, um, the dark corners, you know, into the caves of our lives, um, where we don't know what we're going to find. It's uh, sort of a, you know, I'm going to here and here it's an act of lamp lighting to go and root out, you know, uh, Whatever it is, these these uh, things that uh, cripple us. Um, it's an act of making myself known. Uh, it is also a, a sort of a constant act uh, of perseverance, uh, of not giving up. Um, and it's also uh, an act of humility, I think. Uh, and this may be over exaggerating, but to uh, to enter life's gates with an attitude of I don't know anything. <laughs> And um, I have more questions than I have answers. Uh, uh, but um, as a writer, uh, I, over the years, I hope I'm telling a story, a good one. Um, and I think also that God, um, I talk about my anger uh, and that God can handle it. I think he's, he's not too small. I was going to say, I would add to it about, it's easy for me to say this about you guys. I, I, I can't. I feel dumb saying it about myself. You could say it about me if you wanted to later. <laughs> but I would add to humility, especially 
think of you, Eric, and uh, the story I heard of that um, that recovery group. I think in Knoxville uh, that that you know your your songs are like a lifeline, and and uh, I think I, I I wrote this in the uh, the in- the endorsement when I gave of your new CD about one of the things that just is so inspiring to me about you is is the way that you just uh, so courageously just dive into your own pain and then bring us a song about it that helps us to to process our own and stuff and i i i, I think that that's a, a great act of of courage and generosity to just give that away to everybody and and the same is true with andy too like uh your songs uh, you, you i just it's it's why i always try to co-write with you because you're like so good at getting to that dangerously painfully honest thing like uh his song um hold the light holy crap <laughs> edit that out uh i uh i don't believe in forgiveness or even repentance now wow i've been there me too i'm not brave enough to put that thought in a song I, you know, wow. That was a very healing thing I experienced in one of your songs. Stuff. But, but, yeah, so. Um, I was going to, or am I interrupting you? Or, or, or Okay. I, I, you know, uh, just uh, we want to open it up to a Q&A time. And I want to hear an Andy song, too. I don't know about you guys. So, but um, yes. one, uh, one thing that occurred to me to, to wonder aloud with you about that's been very helpful in this season of my life, going back to George, he's kind of helped me to to see this thing I do in my relationships. And uh, I bet a lot of us do the same thing, I would imagine, where um, if we're going to have a difficult conversation, if I'm going to have a difficult conversation with with my wife or with my dad or with my A&R guy at the record label or whoever it is, you know, uh, I'll approach those conversations kind of braced and I'm thinking about, well, this is the way it's always gone every other time we've had a conversation like this. And I'm replaying all those old, old stories. And so then based on what I know from the past, okay, here's what I'm going to say if, if they say this, you know, and then, and then I'm projecting and preparing for every eventuality, you know, and, and so because of the past, uh, the, uh, here's what I will say in the future. And, uh, my mentor George helped, helped me see that as long as I'm always doing that, listening to the stories of the past and I'm, I'm only talking to myself. I'm thinking about the past and the future. The Holy Spirit only speaks in real time, in the moment, which is why there are all these instances where, you know, uh, uh, like in, in, in Scripture where they're told, you know, don't worry about what you'll say when you stand before the authorities. You'll get the words when you need them. And so George has been like, you know, stop talking to yourself at the past and the future thing and just be available in the moment. And imperfectly be present. You can't be perfect, but just imperfectly be present to the moment because that's when the Holy Spirit will speak. And it has changed my conversations with people where I don't go with my baggage and I don't go trying to control the situation by preparing all the things I'm going to say in the 
and uh, and I just try to come with and just be present in the moment and trust that the Holy Spirit will speak. I bring that up. Uh, first of all, it's been very healing in my relationships and in my conversations. But the unexpected gift of it is uh, even when I do that from the stage, all of a sudden uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm more in tune to the leading of the Spirit and things happen that... Uh, I wouldn't have expected, and even in my songwriting, as I as I rehearse being in the moment, being present to the moment, I write more than I know, you know, and uh, I'm spiritually retarded, so it's difficult for me to uh, to do that. I but uh, I think it comes easier for these guys because that's how I experience their songs. That there are are moments where I feel like, wow, I think he just spoke more than he knew. I think that was the Holy Spirit speaking to him and stuff. But, but, um, anyway, so if that's helpful, if that's helpful, a helpful idea to anybody that the Holy Spirit only speaks in real time in the moment. And so we just try to be present in the moment. And that's been my, my spiritual exercise. So did you have anything you want to say, or do we want to open it up? To Q and A, we can't. How are we doing for time? Thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or what? I just well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no. Um, I just want to say I, I think, and I that and I think I don't. It's probably been said, but um, I want to say it clearly that I don't think that you have to be a songwriter or you have to be the creator of the art to experience those things through it. And I know that we're standing here like, when I write songs, I do this. When I write, but, it, you know, um, I find out sometimes that, you know, like you said, like it's a year later, I'm singing a song like, oh yeah, that's what I meant. You know, like um, that happens always. Um, I never think they're deep at the time. I'm just like, hey, that it doesn't sound embarrassing. So I'm going to go with that. And, um, <laughs> But, you know, I listen to your guys' records or, you know, read a good book or, you know, you, you, know, you find, like, I'm, an, I'm a, an experiencer of art as well. And I know and that's something that we all share, whether or not we're the creators of art. And so, um, yeah, it, I just, I, mean, I think that's why we got into this is because of how it made us feel and how we felt like, I mean, I remember hearing music when I was a kid. And, and realizing that I, I, it was speaking to me in a way I don't think it was speaking to other people in the room, you know, and um, whether it was offending me or, or uh, like the Christian radio that I grew up with. And um, I'm serious, like I remember having, you know, like when I don't, I'm in like 11 years old and I hate this and I don't know why, you know, and now I'm 33 and I can say why, but, um, and I do, and it's really been great for my career. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah that's that's all that to that I think that this is uh, is far bigger than the creation is all I'm saying so I just want to make that point I'm going to add one last uh thought and then we really do want to do a Q&A time but uh I think it's important to remember that God's goal his great mission is recovery he cares very much about recovery and recovering us, you know, in any way that we participate that, whether it's 
writing songs or stories or conversations, um, you know, remembering that that is his, his desire for us and for the people we come in contact with. That helps shape everything I do, you know. My conversations, the way I interact with people, the way I write songs. And for me, and I don't mean to keep harping this. Yes, I do, actually. Um, that's not true. But uh, when I'm, the more I learn to be present in the moment to the Holy Spirit, the more recovery happens both in my life and through me, you know. And so that's been uh, uh, the single most important revelation for me is that at least I feel that way right now because it's the new thing. But um, so do, oh, and I bet you guys do this too in terms of, um, it's very important, I know, for all of us to be truth tellers. And uh, um, when I'm working on a song, if it's a particularly hopeful song, I'm thinking about people in my life I know, like, is this bullshit? Or, uh, or will it, uh, or is it true, you know? And so when I'm working on songs, when I'm recording a song, I'm thinking about about people. You know, uh, I wrote a song, uh, <laughs> Nothing is Wasted. And when I was working on that song, uh, I, I, I was, uh, there are, uh, there were people that were, that were on my mind, two of whom are, are in this room today. And like thinking, do, would I dare, would I dare say this to them, you know? And, uh, and, and that helps me, helps me be true and not bullshit people. There, I said it on the thing. Uh, and, and to not like, like you talked about, you know, Jesus is all we need and that's the truth, but there's something about it that's not the truth. And sometimes I feel like we can lie with the truth, you know, and I've caught myself lying with the truth. And uh, to protect myself from that, I uh, I think of people as I work on Lying with the truth? No. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, I think it's true to say to a person who's going through something, man... The Lord is in this. He's going he's gonna to bring you through. And that's true. I, I, at least a part of it is, I know that I'm lying with the truth when I'm just saying, God's going to work it out because really I don't want to engage your pain. I don't want to, because it's going to make me present to my own pain and I'm not prepared to deal with that. And so I'm just going to tell you this truth so we, can, we don't have to deal with it. You know, it's, it's escapism rather than engagement. And, uh, and that's a way that I lie. I lie with the truth. I would, I, I would add to that. I think that, and this is something that we hear a lot, I think in the modern evangelical world where money is attached to it often is that lying with the truth is talking about the light without talking about the dark. And that happens all the time, you know, and that, that, that light means nothing without the contrast. And, uh, yeah, what he said. Well, it goes back to the, a little bit back to the the verse, the Psalm one thirty nine. But the dark, the uh, the darkness is as light, 
There goes Eric, okay. bringing it back to scripture. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I, I feel like that. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of uh, of art too that from in the world that is like, man, so, there's some stuff that is really dark that's really worth our time, and there's some stuff that's not, you know. And uh, sometimes it's really hard to tell. I mean, I thought Flannery O'Connor was one, and I think maybe she's not. I thought it was this is pointless. It's just friggin' evil, and um, who cares if it's written well? And then. Then I talked to Jonathan Rogers, and um, but yeah, um, I, I think that's absolutely I, yeah, and I think it's a matter of where to, is there hope in any way, and what does that hope point towards, you know? And I think in that case, like a romantic comedy can be a total evil lie because it's telling us that like hope is in love and sex, you know, and it's not. Um, so, I mean, I think just because it's happy, it can, you know, it can even still be about the darkness. Um, do you ever struggle with what's personal worship and personal therapy with your music and what you're supposed to share? Yeah, I do. I do as I wonder about, like, like with the, the one song. Is this song for me? Am I just bleeding on people? Or... Oh, you guys! One of the best songs that Randall Goodgame has ever written is one that probably no one will ever hear. I know exactly what you're the, talking about. He's dropping the f bomb like every other word. So it's <laughs> it's one of the most powerful. I've heard it once, and I could probably like eight years ago. I could probably sing the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, so good. Uh, but you know, uh, I understand why why that wouldn't be the right kind of song for public consumption, you know, and stuff. And maybe I shouldn't even brought it up. Are you sort of referring to sort of navel-gazing writing? Well, there's that, too. Yeah, I mean, like, like uh, is a song for me? And it's just kind of, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 try to be, I try to be mindful of... The phrase that I use is, I, I don't want to bleed on my audience. And so... I know. For, I know. For me, I, I know what you like. I'm not afraid I to mean, bleed. I just don't want to like spray people with like an artery. <laughs> <laughs> it's I think. My eye! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I. I mean, I've just. I. You know. I decided to create another character and set him in another time and place. <laughs> and then I can say whatever I wanted to say, um, which was a very conscious move uh, on my part. I remember talking to. Because, I mean, I like songs that are honest. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, I don't like to listen to stuff that I feel like I'm getting lied to. But also know, like, man, I don't want to come home after, say, you know, like, I want to honor my family. Like, no offense to you guys, but I want to honor my wife more than I want to honor my ideal of honesty to you. You know, like, and ideally, I'd like to honor all those things. But, um, you know, I know that I've, in times, like, I have past, like, hurt friends or family members by, like, I probably should have thought through that a little more before I put that out there, you know? And um, I remember talking to Steve Hindelong, who's in this band, the choir that I loved in high school. I still love now. They're awesome. And he had all these songs about his wife. And I remember thinking, she just, I asked him, I was like 18. I was like, 
does she like love all those songs? And he was like, she told me never to ever write another one again, you know? And, uh, and now I totally understand it. And I think that, yeah, I think there is, it makes me, the older I get, the more I'm like, I want to start writing like a novel where I'm like, can, can just put all these things on somebody else so I can talk about that stuff without hurting, you know, the names and places have been changed to protect the innocent. Um, but it's important to talk about those things. You know, the thing is that the feelings are universal, the scenarios are universal, but, you know, you just change the cast a little bit. Um, our culture does not engage in suffering well. And I feel like there's a small group of people, literally here in Nashville and other places too, but a lot centered here in Nashville, that deal open and honestly with suffering and bring the light, the disinfecting light of Christ into it. I, 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 think, uh, I think our culture is wired towards escapism. Like, uh, you know, I don't want to think about it, so I'm going to go see a movie to just uh, escape think about it rather than my story is a mess i want to go see a movie to find my story again in in this you know and uh, engagement is what heals us escapism makes us more sick and 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 so i i I think in our work always trying deeper engagement you know and stuff and so i'm uh sort of painfully aware very conscious self-conscious of uh of how I tend to hibernate in despair. I mean, I is guilty, you know. Um, just a guitar. Um, uh, and I, I absolutely recognize that, and how that's uh, whatever that is. I'm guilty of it. Not healthy. Um, but also, for me. Uh, you can ask, I mean, the people that know me well know that I am a glass half empty dude. <laughs> More than half empty dude. Um, and so for me, I mean, I live there all the time and it's, I'm cynical, I'm negative, yada, yada, yada. Um, but for me, songwriting, this whole recovery thing is, is a way for me to remember. I write about hope. I don't know that I've ever written a song that doesn't have anything to do with hope. Uh, because it's the way I have a terrible memory, terrible memory. I forget all the things that God has done for me, the house that we have. Somehow we have a house, you know, that we could pay for. And we, I have a beautiful family, uh, and I forget and I'm guilty of it. And songwriting for me is a way to remember. Um, and, um, I think of, you know, we're uh, talking about empathy and, and, writing songs out of empathy and um is it Sheila is that right Sheila um I the I haven't written the I've written one song I just wrote a song uh the first one I've written since my since Birds of Relocation came out and it's a lament and I think oh gosh where's this going um you know for the rest of the material for maybe a new record and it's a song uh my aunt died tragically uh, I wrote my aunt died tragically in a freak interstate accident uh, last, late last year. And, um, and I started writing this song from my uncle's perspective, trying to imagine how awful that must be. Uh, and then fast forward to the last couple of weeks, um, our, um, 
a son uh, in, uh, excuse me, a father in Nebraska, his son uh, died of overdose. He died taking uh, prescription drugs found in his home. And how many kids do the same thing? They think it's, well, it's a prescription. It's, I can take this, you know, my parents take it. Um, And he lost his son. The man, the man's son died in his arms, uh, which I can't, as a dad, I can't even fathom experiencing that. And so the first song I wrote is uh, sort of trying to personally imagine what these people must go through. And I also think how arrogant of me, how preposterous that I would, uh, could assume that I would know what these people think. So I totally recognize uh, how dangerous it is for me as a writer to uh, pretend that I could imagine what that is, um, but I, sh- um, but I can hope that there's uh, that it brings uh, something good to the world, something beautiful to this person's world, to remind them that God is good. I know we're almost out of time and stuff, and I want to hear from yeah. Andy. I was going to add. One thing to what you were saying, and that is, I remember, this is a weird thing to think, to uh, to reference, but I was reading a news article about the Judds, and one of them was, was telling their story about the abuse and all this difficulty they'd grown up with, and it was kind of um, a damning account for the rest of the family, and they were interviewing one of the other family members who said, that's her story. That's not my story. That's not my version of the story. That's her version of the story. And, and, and she needs to tell that and work through that. And if that's what she needs to do, we'll support her. And I just thought that was so beautiful. And uh, remembering, like, I, as artists, first do no harm. You know, so we don't want to tell other people's story in a way that, that harms them. The flip side, in terms of when people do, if people do that with me, like my wife's story of a day with me is going to be very different from, you know, and and my dad's story of me. I mean, all of our, because we kind of carry around all this internal hurt that we blame others for. That's what we do. We blame others for our own hurt, you know. But it can be so healing to give someone else the freedom to tell their story and to not take it personally. And I think that helps us when we realize, okay, I'm going to own what I can, but I know ultimately this really isn't about me. And even if it is about me, uh, Jesus is my answer. You know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, you know, uh, the grace of God is my answer and stuff. And so to give people the freedom to tell a story about you while at the same time like okay I don't want to tell other people's story but if people tell my story about me I'm just gonna let them do that and Jesus is is my defense and my answer for sure and stuff so but anyway we got I think we're like out of time and I want to hear some awesome song oh were you pointing to somebody sure that we've discussed too. Something for me that's helped is to not be so suspect of people who are full of joy. 
and who, who, who are half old people. Yeah. Like it's not me, I don't understand it. <laughs> um, I wasn't at that line when they were giving that up. And, um, but Wrong line. Time, I really just, I, I would always be so suspect. Oh, well, you're a escapist, or oh, you, you know. And then there are just people who are joyful and are, have, a, have a disposition of gratitude. And, and, it, and it took me a while to stop um, dismissing them. But then, over time, one of the most beautiful things is I also now feel the delight of the Lord when I'm happy. I don't always have to be the metaphor girl for sadness. I can, I can walk down the road and just be thankful. I think, I think that's the beauty of the song that you, you played last night, too. That's, I love that. Uh, uh, it's, I love that you said that. I think I'm... I used to think that that disposition was like a was like your hair color, like you were born with it, and it's not true because, like that cloud lifted for me, and probably over the course of the last like four or five years, I've all of a sudden realized like I'm an optimist. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> and uh, and uh, which is really weird for me, and uh, it's good, and I, I will say too that. I, I, not like life. I'd say that I'm. I I know more, I have more pain in my life now than I've ever had, and um, it seems to grow exponentially year by year. And at the same time, like I'm excited to wake up in the morning, which is completely foreign to me. Um, it is a miracle, and I think I should think about that more often because that's something I just sort of go on with. And I, it's a, I feel like it's probably in some ways it's a tool the Lord's given me to sort of fight with. And, um, and I use it. But um, anyway, that's all. Uh, I don't know what song to play. Uh, I was going to play I'll do, since you talked about Hold the Light, I don't want to yeah. play that song. I haven't played it forever. So I don't really... It's the perfect song at the end of this, right? Yeah. But thanks so much for hanging out with us. Yeah, this is really fun. All right. It's been a long year, like a sleepless night. Jacob wrestled the angel. I'm too tired to fight. Every Wednesday, for seven years now we've been showed you all my anger, my doubts and bitterness, but there was no judgment in your eyes, just the silent peace of God that felt so real in you.
world to hand the sentence down. I don't believe forgiveness, even repentance now. There was no judgment in your eyes, just the silent peace of God that felt so real. Someone else sing this? song. I'm looking, I'm looking it up right here. I got it. I'm like, it's long enough now that I'm like, oh man, I'm thinking about it again too. So I, then I'm thinking about the line and I can't sing the next line. Because it means something now to you. It does. I sang it enough that I kind yeah. of got used to just singing it. I will say too that I couldn't write that I couldn't write this song. I showed up. Thank you. I'll take that from you. I, um, I, you got it? I've got it right oh, here. The internet. I, um, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I had eight pages of like <coughs> scribbled notes, and I handed them to Random Good Game and was like, "Make this rhyme." <laughs> um, and so, like, I just this song, this song would have been like seven hours long. <laughs> it, was like, it was like my E.E. E. Cummings, you know. <laughs> so, this feels so ridiculous. <laughs> it's my sad song. I want to feel redemption flowing through my veins. I want to see with clear eyes beyond lost and hate. I want the
more information regarding the songs, writers, and artists featured here, please visit rabbitroom.com. Rabbit Room music composed and performed by Ben Shive.